When we get excited about something, especially something about which we are passionate, we can, and a lot of people do have this tendency, unnecessarily overcomplicate the issue. Being in a university town, perhaps we've all had the experience of asking a graduate student what she's writing her dissertation on, and five minutes later having no idea what she has just talked with us about. Or someone who's doing research on something. We understand all of the words independently, but strung together, we're not quite sure what's going on. We're happy for the other person, but maybe a bit confused. We also have a way of doing this with our faith. We can share or get so excited that someone wants to know and love the Lord that all of a sudden we're sharing things with them that can wait, that aren't necessarily germane to the topic at hand. In our work with our college students, one of the things we try to really impart on our students, especially those in leadership, is lead with what is beautiful. Lead with those good things, those things that you can find relationship with before you get into the technical. Before you get into what is expected of me, build that relationship so that you're not getting into all of the ideas, the rules, the crazy things sometimes that we can think of in our own faith and in our walk with the Lord. Perhaps in our Catholic Christian faith, there is nothing more, that is e- nothing more easily complicated than what we celebrate today, the Most Holy Trinity. In priest circles, we joke that on Holy Trinity Sunday, it is the one Sunday of the year you are allowed to say something a bit heretical to make people understand. Now, to be fair, we should never say anything that's heretical. But the thing, the joke is, is that the Trinity can be so complicated to explain because there is nothing in the physical world that is a Trinity, that is substantially one, that is one in essence, yet three in person. But this is who God is, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And God has revealed himself fully to us. And in our zeal to explain this and to invite people into this, we can complicate and confuse the matter. But if we step back for a moment and ask ourselves, why has God chosen to share with us, who cannot possibly fully comprehend this reality, The reality of who he truly is, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In a way, it would be enough for God to reveal himself as he did to the Israelites, as a powerful, mighty Father who can free us from slavery. That would be enough, wouldn't it? It would be enough for God to become one of us, as he did in Jesus Christ. And yet God goes even further. He reveals himself to be Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. A God who desires not just to show us his power, but to perfectly unite himself to us, to make us one with him. God reveals who he truly is to us so that we can reveal who we truly are to him and have that unity that God has in himself in our life and open our hearts to the mystery of it all. When we follow after God, we are living in a mystery. There's a certainty to our faith, but there's also a mystery to it. We are agreeing in following God and being in one with the church and in unity with this Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to live in a world where even dark things, difficult things, painful things can be transformed into something good. We may not know it in the moment, 
But days, weeks, months, years, decades later, we understand that God, in this great mystery of revealing himself to us, allowed us to suffer that little bit so that we could love as God loves the person who was going through something similar, the person who was hurting and struggling as we once did. God reveals who he is to us so that we can be God in a way for other people because of that sharing in the mystery. Jesus makes it simple for us. This is the very last part of the Gospel of Matthew. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. The Lord reveals who He is. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit invites us into that and then sends us out to share that with other people. That when we follow after God, when we live in this great mystery that is a unity and a trinity, we find that this is the greatest and most compelling way to live our life. That our relationships are enriched because not of the certainty of facts and figures, but of the beautiful mystery of new life that is possible in the one who is three. And so we are called, therefore, not just to dwell in that mystery, but to dwell and to share. It's the beautiful both end of our faith. To know and to be known, to be shared, to, to receive and to share. This is who we are meant to be. Who we truly are and where we are our best is when we have one foot in this great mystery of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and incarnate that as God himself was incarnate with other people, to share the faith, to go again and again and again to the Lord. We do it every Sunday in the Eucharist. Sometimes we go even more to Mass so that we can receive the fullness of God in our hearts through the Eucharist, so that we can throughout the week share God with the world that so desperately needs that love. In St. Augustine's own um, exploration of the Trinity, He uses the image of love because God reveals himself as love. 1 John 4, 8, we heard it a few weeks ago. God is love. That God the Father is the lover, the Son, the Beloved, the Spirit, the the unifying love between them. And God loves so much that he uses and invites each of us to be that love, to know that love, to experience that love, and to share that love. Far from being a complicated, complex, difficult thing to understand, the intimacy with which we are invited into by the revelation of the Holy Trinity changes everything. And it presents for us a model for how we can go, therefore, and make disciples by being ourselves. You were created in God's image and likeness. You are worth it. Everything that God has done in creation has been done for you so that you might know that love and so that you might image the love that God has for you to the people who he has called you to be in their lives and for them to be in your lives. It's a beautiful mystery, not complex and unthinkable, but profound and deeply intimate. The intimacy with which we come to know the Lord in prayer and in the sacraments. That love that we come to know in terms of building fellowship and community. 
The reality and the call that we all have from our baptism and from being made in the image and likeness of God and recognizing the other to serve the poor, especially to go out and to seek out and to serve those who are hurting and are in need. That's what discipleship looks like. And it's made possible because God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who is, who was, and who is to come, has shown you his very self. And he desires to see your heart and enrich it and build it up and to send it out into the world. Because you are God's hands now. You are his mouthpiece. You are the one who will go out and build disciples. The intimacy that God has in his very self, he desires with us. And he desires for us to share that with others.